Okay. I'm recording too. Recording. <laughs> Again? All right. No, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. okay. So now I guess we'll do three or um Are you ready to <laughs> to, to count down? Sure. <laughs> okay. On on my count. Three. Three. Count with me, Vivi, so that oh, your oh. your audio track records it too. That's why we're I was, like, just that's why we're syncing up. <laughs> okay. Got it now, got it. Uh -huh. Um okay. Okay, on three. Three. Two. Two. One. <laughs> one. Bam. Okay. Okay. Alright. So we're gonna talk about the first episode of the the midnight gospel yes oh my gosh okay so um i just finished watching the first episode earlier this evening mm -hmm. uh, as per your recommendation yes um, yes and you wanted to know my thoughts on this on this I uh, on this show which i didn't know was created by pendleton ward that yes was, that was something I, I felt like I wish I knew before and I would probably like already been watching this fucking show. I I told I felt like it was something that you would have been into. Yeah. When did it come out? Like just last year or 2019? I think it was 2019. I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, I think you can sort of like uh recognize um aspects of his style though it does seem to be like um lower budget than adventure time mm -hmm. and um yeah. uh bravest warriors did you ever watch mm -hmm. bravest warriors uh a few episodes didn't really get into it <gasps> sorry <laughs> <laughs> shame <laughs> they i think they they moved to a different platform i think they're like on amazon now and they do mm -hmm. like 22 minute episodes so it's different oh, now okay well, that show, The Bravest Warriors, um, I've seen that clip where the little ladybug dude, or I don't know what he is. Cat he's bug. Playing, <laughs> yeah. He's playing with his little toys, and he's like, Rebecca, I love you. And then she's in love with the brother or something. Is that when uh, <laughs> when uh, Impossibear starts hitting him with the gas-powered stick? I don't know. I've only seen that, seen that clip, so I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. This is a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, that character's great. Especially because he's also voiced by, like, a kid. Mm. <laughs> it's not like a, a grown woman doing a baby voice. Wait, okay. So, what did you think? <laughs> um, I liked it. I thought it had, like, a very, like, um, sort of, like, mellow sort of vibe to it. This mm -hmm. is very, like, I couldn't really tell if, like, they were actually just, like, recording a podcast, um, 
while like animating like they just animated themselves recording a podcast or it was actually scripted because like there are moments where I guess it's Dr. Drew who's playing the the president um mm-hmm. you know like says things like get me a rifle or, or like he he yells when he's um when he trips or whatever but I think yeah. they might have like uh, just like edited in those those clips afterwards yeah yeah so um I thought it was like just a podcast and they just animated it but there's just instances like that that it's like um what's happening okay but yeah um I don't know I just think it's like deep and stuff like you keep going with the rest of the episodes and it just gets dark okay yeah dark all right well i mean mm-hmm. this episode featured like everybody turning into a zombie and then like sort of um realizing that uh being a zombie is liberating and then being mm-hmm. being deliberated or being like exactly being cured. <laughs> it's like what if that one thing you're fighting because you think is so evil or I don't know bad for you is the one thing that is going to be good for you mm-hmm. I mean, and yeah. it kind of tied into the topic of the the episode which i guess was like uh, recreational substances mm-hmm. like drug use and like how uh, people can use drugs to sort of uh, confront uh, themselves and in a sort of therapeutic way mm-hmm. i was wondering what you thought about about that in general do you feel like drugs can be therapeutic for people I guess in a way I mean it would depend on the drug um I don't know I mean as long as you can live your life in a normal way I feel like you can do whatever it is that makes you happy honestly okay Mhm. I mean you and I have both uh have used uh recreational drugs that's not a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's not a that's not a secret between the two of us. <laughs> mhm. Um you're actually the I think both of us did cocaine or used cocaine for the first time uh yep. with each other, yep. right? Yes. Yes, yes it was. <laughs> first time. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even know how to do it, but <laughs> I mean, I think we did. I don't think we we didn't like swallow it or anything. <laughs> We're like, this is what I saw on TV. Let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> this this oh, looks man. like about right. <laughs> this is what yeah. I'm supposed to be doing. I mean, I I have a friend who who like bought um, tabs of acid and like ended up swallowing them. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. See, that's like one thing I haven't tried mainly because I'm a little bit scared of it. I mean, I don't know how I would react on it, but I mean. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I've been wanting to try too. I haven't. Uh, I've never. I've never done acid. I've done mushrooms though. Oh, like I'm interested in the mushrooms. Um, haven't tried them yet, but I would. I would. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I hear that there are like shamans in in Oaxaca, that can mm-hmm. like um guide you through through a trip through like a mushroom trip properly i 
I mean, I've heard of, like, people that just go overboard and, like, I don't know, they have, like, they just go crazy on it. Uh Uh-huh, crazy how? Like, they scare themselves, they hurt each other, or, like, it's just a bad trip for them. Okay. I mean, the first time I did mushrooms, I did have a bad trip. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time that I did mushrooms, I, I actually just uh, ate the the stalks and the, and the caps, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And uh, I, I don't know. I probably took like uh, too many for a first trip, but yeah, the, I mean, th- that's what I was gonna ask. Was it because you had too many, or you just didn't know how it was gonna affect you? Yeah, and the other thing is I I had no sort of um sort of preconception of what uh, the trip was going to be like um, mm-hmm. in general like so like the whole thing was a new experience to me plus I was like in an environment because this was uh when I was in school in mm-hmm. in California where you know it was like very very anti-drug <laughs> and um mm. and sort of like um repressive so so like um you know we didn't have like the freedom to just sort of trip out in public you kind of had to like yeah. just take the drugs and and sit and sweat in the <laughs> in our dorm rooms were you in public uh yeah me and uh the friend that i was with uh we did uh end up going out at some point that night um oh my god i remember uh we went to the to the library to the school library (laughs) and uh Mm -hmm. just completely like brightly lit (laughs) you know and uh apparently i was like uh walking really slow (laughs) like tiptoeing um in like a very obvious way according to to people who reported seeing us But why would you do it in public? Like, why don't you just do it in your dorm? Well, that's what we did, but also, I I don't remember why we actually left. I think, um, you know, just being like inside was maybe like tripping us out. Mm. So we wanted to like we'll see. go out, get fresh air. That's why I'm a bit, like, skittish about acid, because I know that there has to be at least one sober person, because you just start tripping out, and you just start doing things that it's just weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my fear, like, I, mean, I don't that's know, confusing what they... what's real and what's not. Yeah, well, I think it also just depends on the environment. If you're in in like a setting where everybody else is sober except you i think that can lead to a bad trip but Mm -hmm. for example the second time i i used um uh, psychedelic mushrooms um they were in a tea that was being passed around at this house party Mm -hmm. where pretty much everybody was like you know a combination of drunk and high and um you know like and people were like passing around the tea and like uh tripping out on the on the shrooms so Mm -hmm. that trip went went by like a lot better for me Mm. it was a lot um i guess more positive than the than the previous one but those were the only two times i've done uh done mushrooms but i've still never done never tried acid 
at this point. Mm. So, do you think mm. that? <laughs> do you um you you haven't done shrooms or or acid, but you I mean both of us uh, smoke weed, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, what is uh, what is your relationship like with uh, with weed? Like, do you just uh, smoke it like to go to sleep or just to relax after work? Well, when I started on it, it was um, edibles, and it was just me wanting to try something because I wanted to try something. <laughs> But now um, I vape, and it's mainly just to help me sleep. Mainly because if I smoke it, I I can't function like I know there's people that drive and they work and I don't know they say they feel relaxed and they're fine I can't like my mind just dissolves on it so yeah it just I smoke it before bed and it makes me super sleepy and I just pass out <laughs> okay cool so just mm -hmm. uh just to sleep do you mm -hmm. are are you aware of the 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 type or the strain that you use like is it an indica or a sativa uh i think it's a sativa oh, okay so even uh mm -hmm. even a sativa just knocks you out mm -hmm. okay. Yep. okay i mean it relaxes me to the point where i'm able to sleep um because i used to be like hardcore into sleeping pills like i could not sleep without a sleeping pill and that's bad for you so um yeah i started vaping and it helps me and i mean honestly i tried cbd and i hear that's supposed to help you i've tried it in lotion form liquid form drops you name it i don't feel anything <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i've yeah, never like, tried uh cbd i used to think that that was just like another word for like um for like THC products but apparently that's mm -hmm. like like a non THC um ca cannabinoid uh, derivative right mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it has like the benefits of it without the feeling high and you know um i mean it's supposed to help with pain it's supposed to relax you help with anxiety all that good stuff but I mean, it never did anything for me so I mean I hear people are like yeah they swear by it it's the best thing you know and I'm like I've tried it it doesn't work on me maybe I'm just wired different I don't know yeah I mean that's another thing that comes up a lot mm -hmm. within um, within stoner circles or just like you know drug user circles that mm -hmm. everybody sort of reacts differently to to weed even if it's the same mm -hmm. strain you know for some people yeah. Uh, the pot just makes them super anxious and mm -hmm. just sort of like unable to relax and you know there are a lot of other people who who have like the complete opposite uh, who experience the complete opposite effect uh, from yeah. that now this is actually mentioned in the episode of the midnight gospel where the mm -hmm. the main character Clancy mentions that uh, people who who experience anxiety when they are high are just uh, basically being confronted with uh, aspects of themselves that they're not um, comfortable with, uh, mm -hmm. with dealing with. What do you think of that sort of uh, assessment? Well, I suffer from anxiety, but um, weed doesn't enhance it. So, 
I don't know. I mean, I guess everybody reacts to a drug differently. Um, again, back in our crazy days, I remember when we tried ecstasy as well. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a trip. But we, um, <laughs> do you remember that movie yeah. we went to see? It was the yes. the quiet ones. <laughs> Was it the quiet ones? Yeah, it was the quiet ones. I honestly ones don't remember Jericho. the movie. Because we kept spacing out during the movie. I remember it felt okay. like the movie was like 15 minutes long because it was just like, it just started. Um, the dude was like <laughs> molesting a girl and then it was over. Well, okay, again, I don't remember the film. I just remember it hitting me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I think we took I, them right before going, going yeah. and like it hit us while yeah. we were watching. <laughs> And that's where my anxiety kicked in when I did X. Um, it just enhances it to where I panic. Like, I've, I've had panic attacks on it. Um, but once I throw up, then I relax. And then I'm able to enjoy the trip. <laughs> oh, did you throw up right in front of the theater? N- no, I went to the restroom. I went, okay, listen, I... I know we were eating popcorn and then my anxiety just made me want to puke so I remember going to the restroom I puked in the toilet I swear to god it was a color like it was maybe blue or whatever so I was like okay you gross I ran to the next stall I puke it was a different color (laughs) I I vaguely remember you recounting this to me (laughs) yes yes I was like I just puked a rainbow (laughs) Oh, gee, I puke. Different colors. <laughs> yes. So, like, I don't know if that was just me in my head or it was part of whatever it was. But, yeah, that's that's very, that was, <laughs> that's just a memory I can, I just go back to, like, yeah, first time I tried ecstasy, I puked a rainbow. That was the first time you tried ecstasy when we went to see that movie? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, okay. Huh. Was that the only time? No, no, no. Um. The other time we—I know we did it once at my house, at my apartment. When we ended up in your closet for some reason, we were just laying down in your closet. Yeah, because my blinds fell down, <laughs> and there was light coming in, and there was no way to block it out. Like- Let's go into the closet. <laughs> yeah, because the I had a walk-in closet in my mm-hmm. in my bathroom that uh, also connected to to the master bedroom. But like inside the walk-in closet, there were mm-hmm. no windows or anything, so it was like the only spot in the in the house where you could be in like pitch darkness or closest thing to it. And then the carpet, the carpet was so soft, and I was like, oh, carpet. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Oh man. I, I remember yep, that. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember rubbing on the carpet. <laughs> mhm. But um no, after that I tried it again um but on my own because I noticed um on ecstasy I feel what I think I would feel if I felt like a normal person. I don't know if I'm. Mm, so, so you're saying that normally or like sober, you don't feel like a normal yeah. person. 
I don't, you know, because of my anxiety and I'm depressed and I just always feel like this cloud around me. Like, I just don't understand how people can be happy normally. So, uh, yeah, on, on ecstasy, I just it doesn't make me feel crazy high or whatever. It just makes me feel like, oh, wow, you know, maybe this is what happiness feels like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. Fake news. <laughs> yeah. No one's ever been mm-hmm. happy. Oh, well, ecstasy's happiness to me. Were you on ecstasy when you cut your own hair? I don't know. I'm either high on something or I don't know. Just me normally. I need to cut something, so I just cut my hair. <laughs> oh, do you do that regularly? Yeah, you, I you do. You give yourself like, bangs? I just. I everything like um <laughs> I oh. think last year I ended up with a pixie cut and then I it was just like last week I cut my hair because I wanted it I wanted to do the TikTok trend where they tie their hair like up to their forehead and then they just cut sections that did not work out correctly but, I don't even know yeah. what you're talking about are you a teenager no, but I'm very, very into TikTok. So I see something on TikTok and I'm like, oh my God, I got to try it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sad. Yeah, I, I still remember that time that you cut your own hair <laughs> and posted the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> like I had to lean sideways for it to look normal. <laughs> Oh man, no, but yeah, I mean, I, I haven't done it as often as I used to do. Like I would just go through one of my, I guess, moods and like bleach my hair and dye it a different color and, uh, yeah, I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> yep, I'm growing up. Yeah, I once dated this girl who, who dyed her own hair, um, blonde. But one time she did it, uh, and she like I don't know somehow messed up the formula and it came out like orange. <gasps> yeah, yeah, it does that. It's happened to me before. <laughs> yeah, but she just completely hid it like under under a beanie whenever she went out. I mean, you just gotta wait a couple of weeks and then you can re-dye a different color. Or she could've just used like a vegan color. It wouldn't have damaged her hair. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have... <laughs> I don't have more to contribute on the subject. <laughs> you just haven't gone through it. You just haven't gone through it. Gone through what? Dyeing my own hair? Yeah, and the cutting. Yeah. I don't, I don't think uh, I ever will. I don't think I've ever been at a moment in my life where I was like, I need to like use my my scissors and and cut my own hair. <laughs> I mean, I have a shaver. That's what that's for. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I remember one time. Um, that's when I used to work at ACT. I quit out of nowhere. And um, I went to apply at the Pronto Insurance in Brownsville. And (laughs) I didn't think I was going to get called to go. So the day before, I think it was Saturday, 
yeah it was a saturday i had bleached my hair and i wanted it like a deep blue so i dyed it blue and it did not come out right like it was bad it was bad so um <laughs> i don't remember ever seeing yeah. a picture of you with blue hair oh yeah they, they there's no pictures okay <laughs> no actually there is there is there is i have to find it somewhere it was like a bad blue like it was it was a bad blue like it looked like kind of like light blue but then there was dark patches and then some of the patches looked green but it didn't even look like good it looked bad so i had an interview on monday so that happened saturday sunday i went and i got a deeper blue like a darker blue to try on so i did that and ended up like bright blue like tardis blue that's what my hair looked like and i was so embarrassed oh my god so for the interview on monday <laughs> shut up you should have said it I just did a bigger ponytail. on the inside I just, I just uh, put my hair in a ponytail and I show up and I'm trying to be professional, you know, because <laughs> it was like for an office job, trying to be professional. And then um, they kept like looking at my hair. So whatever, at the end of the interview, like I let them know like, oh, um, my hair's not going to stay this color, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to change it. If I do get hired, please hire me. <laughs> <laughs> what did they say? I'm a serious person. Um, nothing. They were like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Remember oh, that haircut man. I got before I, I interviewed for the, uh, for the, mm -hmm. for the UHC job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you had been like shaggy before. So then you got your haircut and I was like, what? Well, I got it cut um, for the first time in a long time when I was in college. And mm -hmm. but after that, I mean, I, I think I pretty much kept it trimmed or short, you know, but I, I went yeah. to, to this barbershop that I'd never been to before <laughs> that like I found on Google Maps or something uh, just oh because gosh. I needed to to get a haircut before before going for this uh, job interview. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I told the guys that, that I needed a, like a professional haircut for interviewing mm -hmm. and I ended up getting a, I guess a bob <laughs> or like a, what my friend described as a, as a rock and roll haircut. <laughs> no, no, not rock and roll. That was just something weird. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't quite like a, a mushroom like bowl haircut but mm -hmm. it was like the mullet version of that i guess <laughs> i mean there's still a photo of it on on my facebook that you took i believe really <laughs> what yeah for that time because that we like got drunk at uh at shenanigans and went to to best buy afterwards there's uh, you took a photo of me like uh posing as the thinker oh my god yes um on that ladder yeah yeah it was sitting on the there. ladder yeah 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 that i yeah, that i, I probably that. wasn't supposed to be climbing on <laughs> we didn't care we didn't care yeah yeah mm -hmm. we don't we we marched to uh to the beat of a of a different room <laughs> yep yeah. Well, I remember um, 
I don't know if we were drunk or it was the same night we tried ecstasy but I remember when we went to the gas station I don't know if we were getting gas for the car but then I remember we ended up laying down on the sidewalk and we were just like oh my god this guy looks so pretty yes I remember that oh and I think mm -hmm. um your car was out of uh or like your tires were like uh out of air or like the air pressure was low <laughs> I don't remember. and you didn't know how to how to like refill the air in your tires <laughs> because oh according goodness. to you and i quote i'm a girl i did not say you that you did say that oh i did not yes you did oh my gosh <laughs> now that's embarrassing you straight up we're like i'm a girl <laughs> oh goodness yeah, so that was the the night that I, I don't know if I if I taught you how to or I just did it. But yeah, you had like no idea what like the little, the little alert on your dashboard meant. I don't. I, oh goodness, I don't even remember. But I remember the sidewalk. Yeah. Did we go to the beach that time? I don't remember. Uh, there was a time that we just drove out to all the way to to South Padre um, in the middle of the night, and we were there like when morning <laughs> broke. Were we? What? Yeah. Hmm. I miss the beach. <laughs> I went to the beach here in in Matamoros <laughs> um, a couple months it? back. I've never gone. I've never gone. I posted a photo on my on my Instagram, but because it was like really cloudy and gray that day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's way different than going to the island, dude. Because like the island is just like full of hotels and um, like restaurants and beach accesses. And here in Matamoros, Playa Baghdad, it's just like it's like a fishing village. Is it? I mean. I remember going when I was like way young, but um, have you been to um, Boca Chica Beach? Yeah, I think so. Is it kind of like that? Because they don't have anything there either. It's just it's like just the beach. beach and it's gray and yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I mean, there are some sort of um, buildings like on stilts where they, they mm. sell like um, like chips and cigarettes and just like basic grocery items. Not grocery mm -hmm. items, but just like like convenience store items um mm -hmm. but not uh, across the entire beach there some but yeah it's mostly just um uh, just sand <laughs> just sand yeah because i mean there's literally just like one road that runs like parallel to the beach oh well, i think like mm -hmm. two but one of them basically just disappears and becomes part of the beach mm. Yeah, it's like very. I mean, is the water is the water like the same? <laughs> well, it's it's the same body of water, so why would it? Why would it be different across the border? I'm asking because no, no, no. <laughs> you think like the, the fucking really like curanderas like put like a magical spell over the beach <laughs> <laughs> or something? Like like as soon as you cross, it's like this gray cloud. Yeah, no. As soon as you cross the border, <laughs> everything turns yellow, like in the movies. Yeah, it's everything turns yellow there's just like a vague mariachi music oh, playing in the distance 
at all bad filter at all times bad filter <laughs> everybody's got just no, sombreros but... on <laughs> i'm asking because i've seen people post pictures and it just looks darker like grayer i don't know it's the filter i guess maybe i don't know Maybe. I sent uh, the photos that I took at the beach to to a friend of mine. And she was like, "That mm. water looks dangerous." <laughs> it does though, but it's it's like that on um, the island too. Yeah, well, I mean, in general, the Gulf of Mexico is just fucking yeah. dirty. Danger water. Well, I don't know about danger. I mean, like, I I don't think there there's like nothing lurking. In the water, except maybe like a jellyfish or something, because it's pretty shallow. Yeah, it's like, it's like, what's gonna happen today? Am I gonna step on a broken um, glass bottle? Am I gonna get stung by a jellyfish? Am I gonna get some kind of bacteria from the water? Maybe an urchin. No, those are closer to like the jetties. Okay. Well, I mean, one time that I went to to the beach with some friends from high school uh one of them did get uh, i believe stung by by an urchin how How? like on her foot but like were you guys by the jetties no we were on the island what do you mean by the jetties you know that where they have those rocks oh. that rock formation uh no i don't know Okay, so when you get to the island, you can either go to the right, and that's like Isla Blanca or whatever. Well, that's like where the the and marina then, is, right? With and the yeah and the museum mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, or you can go to the left, and that's where you can either like park and walk out there, or you can. No, drive we went. Car we went left. There. We went all the way past the the convention center. Oh, okay. So yeah, then. What are urchins doing out there? Like they're just not randomly swimming in the water. Well, I don't remember if it was an urchin or if it was um, like a jellyfish or something, but a jellyfish, I believe, because they're all over the place. Yeah, well, over in Playa del Carmen, um, the beaches that uh, that that we went to, like to go fishing, were just like um, mm-hmm. like covered in rocks and and urchins. And so, like, if you didn't have, like, mm. the proper footwear, <laughs> you're just, like... Oh, yeah, you're just going to step and on And, like, slipping, because unlike, you know, like, a, a sandy beach where you can just walk mm-hmm. normally, you know, into the water, as long as, you know, um, it's, like, below your head in, in that kind mm-hmm. of water, you know, it's all just rocks. So you're, like, balancing on, <laughs> on these, like, mid-sized boulders um that are like covered with the uh, urchins and whatnot and it's a beach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. cool cool yeah yeah but it's like um it's the one of those beaches where it's like right in front of a hotel and i think that uh, it's a spot that's mainly used for like fishing but like from boats and like people mm-hmm. who have like jet skis and things like that so it's not like for swimming, really. Oh, okay. I guess that's why you're able to to fish in it, because if we're like full of tourists, you know, there wouldn't be fish. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that's what we should so do. We should do acid on the beach. Oh, I don't think that would be a good trip. Why not? Because what if like we see stuff in the water and like that we that we don't, don't go in the water? That'd be <laughs> scary though. I'm I'm pretty sure I would want to be in the water and then once it hits me, I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, the ocean's trying to kill me. <laughs> Or something. The ocean's trying know. to kill me. Yeah. You think you would, you could get scared of the ocean? Oh, I can. I, I, I'm terrified. I mean, maybe of deep but, water, but like what we're talking about is like the beach. It's basically like a continental shelf. There's nothing there. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> you do not know. I mean, don't I? <laughs> No, you do not know. The ocean's creepy. You can check, like, the the depth of the water. (laughs) Well, no, I get it, but, like, crazy stuff has happened, like, knee-high, you know? What do you you imagine is going to happen? Do you think, like, an an octopus is going to, like, drag you? (laughs) It's going to come and, like, yeah, like, just yank me down and I'm not going to be able to get up and that's it for me. It's going to drag you all the way into the ocean. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> into its little cave. <laughs> into its cave. It's gonna make you listen to its drum solo. <laughs> yeah. Like, please don't hurt me. But just bubbles, because I can't talk underwater. Yeah. Like, blub, blub, blub. <laughs> But no, I feel like if I was to do acid, just because I'm so scared of it, I would need to be like... You know those mental hospitals where they put people in one of those padded rooms? You'd want to be in a padded room I, while you're on acid? Yes! Why? I would feel so safe because I know I wouldn't be able to hurt myself. You think if you were like in a normal room, you would what, with? like smash your head against the wall or something? Yes! I don't know! <laughs> oh man. But like, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's. Have you seen that movie? Um. Midsommar, I think it's called. Yeah, I've seen Midsommar. Okay, weren't they on acid? Well, the girl, and then she well, started. Well, she like, takes uh, she takes shrooms at the beginning. Well, yeah, and then she saw like you saw. Yeah, trip, but that's because like, like I'd be her family had just died. Like her parents and sister had just died. Well, I have a lot of dark shit in my head. Like you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> saw this commercial about puppies dying you know it's just gonna pop up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> i don't know i don't know it's just one drug that i'd like to try i'm just scared to try it i guess yeah i mean i knew a guy um mm-hmm. in college who who said that like he wouldn't uh, try acid or or shrooms because he had a, a history of schizophrenia in his family Oh, yeah. That kind of triggers it, huh? I don't know. I mean, I've heard, you know, I think we've all heard, like, mm-hmm. those horror stories about people who, like, um, yeah. continuously get, like, uh, drug flashbacks, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, years after, after like, the one time they tried acid. You think that's true, though? I don't know. I have flashbacks, like, in my normal life. <laughs> Just, like... <laughs> Just existing, like, soberly. 
I'm constantly flashing back to traumatic moments in my life. I don't know if that's... You're, you're like that meme of the little doggy and the little helicopters in the yeah, background. Yeah, the, the Vietnam vet uh, dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that you? Just like... Uh. Yeah, I'm just like chilling, you know, normally one day. And I'm just like, I'll get like a flashback to that one time. I like yelled at someone <laughs> who didn't deserve it or something. That's just anxiety, though. That just... I always have, like, scenarios in my head where it's like, oh, gosh, I shouldn't have done that, and it just makes my stomach hurt because I'm like, why am I even thinking about this now? You know, there's nothing I could have done to change it. Like, I talk myself out of it, but mm -hmm. it hits me. Yeah, or, like, I get flashbacks to, like, when I was, like, more, like, innocent or I guess what I would consider, like, a, a better person, like a more innocent, kinder mm -hmm. <laughs> person. Yeah. And I try to reconcile that that image or that memory with uh, with my like self image of like uh, like today, and you know those two images don't really <laughs> mesh together. You think? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like. I don't know. I feel like the way we were raised just kind of affected everything. You mean like um, raised in the church? Yeah, how sheltered we mm -hmm. were. So both of us were mm -hmm. were like born in the church, like born to to believing mm -hmm. parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we we were baptized and everything. And uh, for the sake of our listeners, um, we were born into like a fundamentalist um, evangelical type uh, church that um, mm -hmm. um, very conservative, very conservative. <laughs> and, um, sort of very controlling over like every aspect of your life down to like your diet oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. down to like what you did in like your free time on the weekends mm-hmm yeah mm -hmm. um, what kind of uh how do you feel like that affects you today F well now it's gotten to the point where i can like separate myself from that and just um do me do what i want to do without feeling guilty about it for a long time oh my god um i mean i'm sure you remember um i remember God, I remember so many things. But anyways, the main Look one who's flashing back that now. would stop me from. Yes. I remember. The helicopters. Oh my God. I've seen sea beams off the Tannhauser oh gate. Oh God. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Yes. Oh my gosh. But anyways, you know, cons talking about religion and um, how we were taught about the second coming and how when we would be judged, they would play this movie <laughs> of, of their lives so that everybody could see. Yes. And for a long time, I'd be like, oh, man, I can't do that because that's going to be on my movie and everybody's going to see it, you know? Like, damn. Now that like... you, like, describe it out loud, it sounds very much like entering heaven is like a cult initiation. Yes, yes, <laughs> Where, yes, like, the, they yes. expose, like, mm -hmm. every, like, um, every sort of, like, weakness that you have to to the rest of the cult. 
Mm-hmm. Or like the fear that, oh my God, you don't know if maybe tomorrow is when, you know, they're going to prosecute us and we're going to have to go live in a cave. <laughs> oh, when they're going to, when they're going to enact the, the Sunday law. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was one of those people that was actually looking forward to the end times. And um, I guess I got my wish. Well, you know? it, no, no, no. I mean, it gets to the point where you were like, dude, just do it. You know, like, I, it's like heavy on my mind. Like, whatever. You're going to kill me now. Like, later, kill me now then, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember, like, seriously <laughs> yeah, thinking bad, about, but... like, whether or not I would really have the, the moral fortitude to, to keep the Sabbath day holy. <laughs> <laughs> not just that the idea that we were going to be rounded up and tortured right into right. like renouncing our religion i was like oh my god and then i'd research like medieval torture devices and i'm like oh my god i could not live through that oh my goodness and then you can't even kill yourself because killing yourself is a sin like jesus what do i do like and and keep in mind we were like what seven eight nine going through all this in mm -hmm. our heads i mean for me what was really traumatic was when i would make <clears> friends <throat> with people from other religions or who just like mm -hmm. didn't um didn't uh, or weren't you know like um you know believers mm -hmm. quote unquote mm -hmm. and you know you'd have to to sort of like reconcile in your head that you would like that it was your responsibility to convert these people or to show them the truth or mm -hmm. else you would be like responsible for for them not making exactly. it to to heaven exactly. and being burned alive or 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 the reason that you did something wrong in front of them was why they didn't join your religion or whatever mm -hmm. you know like i don't know but anyways that affected me to the point where that's when i started trying drugs and stuff because i was like you know what whatever f it you know i'm just gonna do whatever i want because we're gonna die tomorrow uh-huh uh-huh Mm -hmm. that's when i finally broke away from all that stuff and then once i started doing a bunch of stupid stuff i was like you know what you know you need to chill you know like this is not life okay so you had to basically like come up mm -hmm. with your own sort of like rules for how to how to operate yeah like post post religion mm -hmm. basically which i think yeah. is like a, what mm -hmm. the experience that a lot of people have and um Mm -hmm. it, it I guess leads you on on a lot of uh, different paths I also uh, tried uh, tried cannabis for the first time around the time that I was losing my faith but um, mm -hmm. for me like the first uh, the when I remember losing my faith it was just sort of like me just like not going to church anymore and you know not um, just sort of like observing the Sabbath things like that um, and okay and did you not feel guilty about it when you were first doing it I mean it came it, it came hand in hand with like a, a major depressive episode mm -hmm. so I just wasn't feeling yeah. good in general so like going mm -hmm. to church and observing you know these rules I don't think would have like had any any sort of effect positive or negative on like just like my mm -hmm. general um you know demeanor just my general feelings at that time but that mm -hmm. it wasn't until like you know years later that like i i guess you could say i became a skeptic like i sort of um um 
realized, you know, understood why, uh, or I came up with like rational reasons or understood the rational reasons to, to disbelieve or to at least, you know, doubt the, um, the tenets or doctrines of any faith because um i think yeah. when uh most religions or at least fundamentalist religions like um like uh, protest like certain denominations of protestant christianity and the uh, certain sects of like islam are um, they teach you very little about uh, other religious beliefs <laughs> outside of your own you know mm -hmm. you sort of grow up just believing that everybody everybody outside of your faith um is like a, an idolater <laughs> or like um or it's like yeah. just misguided but has the, their heart in the right mm -hmm. place and yeah. so you grow up like very ignorant of like other other belief systems other moral systems like i even before like i started doubting or losing my faith i i learned about uh, taoism you know and i feel like the mm -hmm. what little i learned about taoism uh was much more in line with like my personal beliefs and values than you know christianity or islam or or any of like the other major religions that we we have here in the west mm -hmm. and so i feel like you know if more people had had access to to knowledge about other religions when they're when they're young you know they might not grow up like super traumatized like you did mm -hmm. so uh, what kind of uh religious beliefs do you have now do you consider yourself like a total atheist or are you more like <coughs> agnostic like you're not sure uh, i think I think I'm agnostic. I, I honestly don't know. Like, there's times when I sit down and I just, like, it, it, I guess I start remembering stuff. I mean, I liked, I liked going to church. I was very into church. Like, I was, I was in there. <laughs> so I guess I, I, I miss the fellowship of it. Um, I don't necessarily believe their beliefs anymore. I I guess it also goes back to I don't want to say there's no god but also <laughs> there could Why not, not? Be a god. do you think do you think he's listening <laughs> And it it makes me feel guilty still like you know or like uh -oh. Yeah like One time I like I typed that there, in dude, like the somewhere. work chat at UHC <laughs> and like the just to like get a rise out of people I was like god is dead oh my gosh. Like, see, I wouldn't go that far. Mm -hmm. But again, I don't know if I honestly believe or not. You know, I, I just try not to think about it. Because if I start thinking about it, then I'm not going to be able to be okay with my life, you know? Okay. Why do you think that? How do you, how does that, that like affect your life? Well, I mean, like now, um, I moved in with my fiance. We're still not married. You know, <sighs> you're living in, I was you're still living going, in yeah. <laughs> I'm living yeah. in sin so if I was um, oh my god you should have seen my mother throw a fit about that <laughs> but anyway <laughs> um, yeah like 
I don't know, like, I've, I've driven, I've driven past the church sometimes, and then I'll stop, and I'm like, should I start again, like, is that what's missing, and then I'm like, no, no, that's not it, it's probably drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think a lot of religious uh, people who, who leave the church or leave their faith, you know, um, they go through, like, a lot of depression because they, in the case Mm -hmm. of some religions like Jehovah's Witnesses or Muslims, you know, they, or certain Muslim sects, they get cut off from mm-hmm. from their entire community, and which is yeah. which is their you know their entire support system, and also their extended family, and mm-hmm. that can be traumatic for for people to just sort of like find find yourself just sort of like alone in the world as an adult. And it's it's not just that either. It's just also like when I believed like I believed like that was part of me and like I I know some kids are forced to go to church I loved going to church I loved learning I loved bible quizzes I I I, I love studying the bible like that was part of my life like I was like crazy <laughs> <laughs> so like once it hit me you know that I don't know like once I started like seeing it for what it was I was very depressed for a long time and I guess now like I said I do miss being part of something the fellowship of it but I couldn't sincerely go back and believe in the church again yeah any church yeah well there are like um, congregational sort of organizations that uh, mm-hmm. provide uh, people who are like atheists or agnostics with that sort of, um, I guess, community. Like, for example, the the United, well, um, or the Universal Unitarians. I went to, I don't know, one of those new age churches with my um, fiance's mom. Because, I mean, she's, she's, she says she's Catholic because that's what her mom was and her parents. But then she's she says like she's just regular Christian. I don't know. I think she's just believes in something. Um, and again, it's her belief. I respect it. Whatever. So she took me. She invited me. She took me. And again, it's because all I knew was our religion and how we would do like service and worship. That was just very. It felt very. I don't know how to describe it. It did not feel like a actual service for worship. It felt more like a group of people just chilling. Okay. Like, did they not have, like, uh, yeah. songs or prayer? They did. They did, but it I was I know that, like, like um, our church is, uh, is sort of peculiar in that, like, um, most people still go... I mean, at least in the church that we grew up in, like, everybody went... Um, mm-hmm. to church like dressed formally you know like it was like a special event but there mm-hmm. are like a lot of mm-hmm. um, sort of newer I guess um, or you know ch- churches that like um, have like a, a, a larger congregation of like young people like uh, even like our Spanish counterpart yeah. where they don't really like um, make the make anybody or expect anybody to dress formally like everybody goes there in like civvies well, see, that also goes back to our religion. Like, there's 
two separate categories. There's the conservative version of our church, and then there's the liberal version yeah. of our church. Um, but no, this church that I went to, I, mean, I don't even know if I should call it a church. <laughs> they were just borrowing somebody's temple. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, they were all wearing jeans and stuff, and I'm over here with my little dress and heels. Oh, and you dressed like, huh? <laughs> you overdressed? Yes. Well, she said, she said, let's go to church. And I was like, okay, well, this is what I know. You know, you put on a little dress and heels uh-huh. and you go, you know, take your little Bible with you. Nobody ha- uh-huh. had a Bible. Nobody had him, no. <laughs> was the only re- <laughs> but, um, language. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> oh goodness, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I felt I felt very. I stupid, mean, I once remembered that uh, I would say, but, when I was uh, mm-hmm. in college, around the time that I was losing my faith, a friend of mine took me to like out uh, off of campus to like this sort of small small church uh, service where it wasn't like. Uh, church like mm-hmm. saturday morning it was like um you know like a prayer meeting basically but it was like mm-hmm. a, in in the gym um everybody was in was casually you know um the way you mm-hmm. do for like weekly service and um yeah. it was a really nice you know like positive spiritual like experience way more than like the ones that i got from like going to like the the big ass uh church on campus with like the the huge mm-hmm. sound system and the screens and like the and where it was like almost like um going to like a show rather than like you know congregating mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah like i feel like if i if i ever went back to to church i would always prefer to go to like a smaller you know country kind of church rather than than like the like a major like a big church if that makes any sense yeah the way i said it out loud mm-hmm. no, no no i get it because when i lived up north in arkansas we had little country churches and they were very like warm and it was good times good times and see and that's what i miss like i miss that part of it not necessarily the belief system but just being around loving people i guess i could say yeah because it was like um it was a group of complete strangers you know but like um Mm -hmm. it was still sort of like a community type of like uh experience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my goodness i remember i went to a methodist church once for i don't know they had a service or whatever and I fell in love with it, like the idea that they were kneeling and then they would have to repeat back words. Like, I, I felt dumb because I didn't know what words to say back and they all had them memorized or whatever, because I guess that's what they do. Well, it's like, um, in, even but in like, our church, there are like songs that we sing like every week that like most people have memorized. No, but yeah, I get it. But this was like... This is like uh, the, the liturgy. Uh, I don't the father yeah like the father would say like p- part of a poem and then the congregation by, would, like, by father I, do I you mean know, like priest? to it <laughs> yeah priest, think, whatever i don't think methodist churches whatever those people are called priests. i think they're like pastors or reverends well he looked like well i mean it it looked like a catholic church but i guess maybe that's just the vibe but i mean he was dressed up like you know like one of those priests that you see on 
you know, the exorcist <laughs> movies. <laughs> have you ever been to to a Catholic, uh, oh a proper God. Catholic mass? I have not. Never? I have not. But I've seen them on TV. Never. I, I, uh, I had Never. a friend in high school who was Catholic. And one time uh, mm. we did this sort of like a little like interfaith uh, exchange where I went to, to mm -hmm. her church for mass and she came to mm -hmm. the, the San Benito church with me one time. And mm -hmm. it was just like a sort of like an interesting experiment that, uh, that we did like sharing, sharing our faith with one another. It was back when we both, I guess, uh, believed. I could, she was like more of like a skeptic, but I guess like uh, Catholicism yeah. is one of those things that it's that's sort of uh, semi-cultural. I guess like being yeah. Jewish or Muslim, yeah. you know, even if you don't like believe in your heart, um, you know, you still just like you know participate in the rituals. Yeah, and did you like it? I mean, it was interesting. I didn't participate in like the taking of the the sacrament or anything like that, <laughs> but yeah. um, you know, I was there. Um, the the homily was a little was interesting because it was very different from mm -hmm. from the way sermons are delivered um in in the church we grew up mm -hmm. in because in the homily yeah. was like it was like pretty short and um there was a lot of audience participation if that's what i'm <laughs> if that's yeah uh, also like it felt kind of like well i mean also the building you're in you know it's magical i mean it's yes. so pretty in there but um yeah you know it's not just like a room with chairs it's like the statues and i don't know it's pretty um i don't I, it felt like more there was more of a rever reverence what's it called um yeah. reverence to it yeah which i liked when i went to the methodist church but okay um, so this is even the yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, Catholic churches in general are very ornate. I mean, yeah. They tend to have, like, you know, yeah. um, stained mm -hmm. glass windows and, um, like, uh, reliquaries with, uh, you know, images of saints and the Virgin Mary and uh, Jesus on the cross and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So it, it has a very different mm -hmm. feeling than being in, like, a, you know, like an evangelical church, which is w has a... Is very like ascetic or <laughs> you know because mm -hmm. um in the church we grew up in in the we i'm just gonna say uh, sda adventist church we mm -hmm. you know we we believe that uh that having like graven images is a violation of the of the second yeah. commandment <laughs> but mm -hmm. Not just that, like versus um, like Catholic Church, you get your little rosary, you get a little cross and like you can pray and the beats mean stuff or whatever. And I'd always be like, oh, that looks so cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, we couldn't do that because, you know, that's like idolatry right. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot mm -hmm. more like uh, rites and prayers that uh, that people have memorized. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there there are a lot yeah. of people who are Catholic who just you know who maybe don't even go to mass or just go like on Christmas and Easter, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The mass that I went to, mm -hmm. everybody was dressed in in civvies. Nobody like uh, had like really dressed up to go to church. I think that's more of a, a Protestant thing nowadays. Yeah. Whereas with. The I th I think I mean maybe it's because 
how conservative we used to be, I was impressed by how formal everything was. I like that. Um, versus when I did go to, a, I don't know if it was a Pentecostal or, I, I think it was a Pentecostal church uh, with one of my friends. And then they started the talking tongues and like when they were singing their hymns, they were just like, oh my God, that's so cringy. And, <laughs> and I was, I was just standing there like, oh goodness, where am I? Can I go home now? Like, what is happening? Like, I was scared. <laughs> I remember one time I started I a, I started a Bible club at my school because, um, because we didn't have one at mm -hmm. the time and like you needed like um it had to be like student initiated it couldn't be faculty initiated um yeah. but um yeah like it, it it was started by me and like two other people um but i was the only sda mm -hmm. of like the founders i guess <laughs> but it ended up just being taken yeah. over by these like pentecostal like people and like they ended up doing like um yeah those kinds of services where they like make people cry and uh and like uh do oh doing like altar calls in the middle of this like physics classroom yeah and then they'd like go up to the front and kneel and you know like and i was just like oh my goodness you know like i mean because in our church i mean just clapping was like frowned upon oh you yeah know? definitely even like playing any instrument like, other than like uh, <laughs> other than like a piano <laughs> Yeah, and it was just like all these people clapping and jumping, and I was just like, Yeah, it, oh it was no. like one oh, rung no, short so of sorry, like Jesus. them like taking out snakes <laughs> and like, <laughs> like, yes. uh, like from the the opening to uh, <laughs> to True Blood. <laughs> oh my goodness. But it was, it, it seemed oh like gosh. a very like sort of ecstatic, you know, cathartic uh, sort of experience, you yeah. know, for, for those people engaging mm -hmm. in that. Um, well, see, I was very young, and I was—I mean, it—I mean, it scared me. Now, if I was to go now, I'd probably be like, you know, you know what? Whatever, you know, I'd probably join in. But back then, it scared me. <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine, yeah. especially if you I come from so like a to that girl, like, like in, you know, the background that we did, where like going to church was very solemn, mm -hmm. very serious, not as solemn. Yep. I would mm -hmm. think as like um as a Catholic church, I guess. But because there's like you yeah, know in the Catholic Church there's not, people like but... dressed in like uh, in like robes and stuff mm -hmm. and there's like you know all yeah. these like uh, religious items like uh, lamps and candles things like that but you know in our mm -hmm. case like we at least you know everybody's expected to be quiet to be respectful to be to be formally dressed mm -hmm. to be you know nicely dressed at least nicely groomed and whatnot um, mm -hmm. you know. And th those are like all, all things that like I have like pleasant memories of, even though like I don't have like mm -hmm. uh, um, a lot of uh, religious fervor <laughs> any in me anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I think exactly. that uh, the the religion that you were raised in, regardless of whether or not you identify as an an atheist or an agnostic or a or a believer anymore, it still affects you, and it affects your your beliefs your mm -hmm. morals um your attitudes Very towards much. certain things you know like um like sex mm -hmm. like drug use like um like even something like mm -hmm. tattoos and piercings you know yeah 
And then just the fact that, you know, they always say, um, you know, you've done wrong, um, but if you're going to come back to God, you need to be honestly sorry for the things you have done so that you can repent and be forgiven. And I sit down and I think like, yeah, I've done some pretty crazy stuff, but I'm not sorry <laughs> about it. Like, like, I'm honestly not sorry. Like, <laughs> uh, so, which is why it stops me to even think about, you know, joining any religion because I, I, I wouldn't want to be a hypocrite in a way. Well, that's and, an interesting thing. Or mess with it because... That you bring up mm-hmm. because... Um, yeah, I think that uh, in that kind of like a belief system, more so than in like a than in a system where you have like all these rites and rituals that you can like perform to make mm-hmm. yourself feel like clean mm-hmm. or holy or sanctified, you know, clean. you basically mm-hmm. at, like from a young age are like um, conditioned to sort of like torture and interrogate yourself psychologically. <laughs> You might exactly. into mm-hmm. you know like repenting or feeling guilt and uh and sort of like um yeah. <laughs> because uh one thing i was taught when i was young is that like every time you sin no matter how small the sin you're basically nailing jesus to the cross again yes oh my goodness which is a crazy thing to teach children yeah to tell a child yes but Jesus loves you and he'll keep dying for you every time mm-hmm. you do bad stuff like goodness but just the simple fact that we were just like again sheltered and we were just kept away from growing up normal in a way you know I mean we couldn't even go to the movies mm-hmm. we couldn't listen to regular radio we couldn't watch regular TV like I mean, to the point where we had our own radio channels and, you know, 3ABN for TV channels. Yeah, there was actually a point in my, in my household where, like, I, I couldn't watch any, we didn't even have, like, regular cable. It was, I was only allowed to watch, you know, Sky Angel, 3ABN, TBN, all the religious channels, Mm -hmm. and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be allowed to go, like, on band trips with, when I was in band, I wouldn't be allowed to, well, because I went to Me public too. school. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't go to a football game and, like, you I know, spent pretty much, like, like the I'm entirety just, like, of, like, my middle school and, and high school years just not participating in, in almost any extracurricular activities. Yeah. Like, the whole be in the world, but not be of the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I think that's like something that specifically the Adventist church takes advantage of because um, Mm -hmm. because they provide the only institutions like educational institutions where they have like extracurricular activities that don't uh, fall on the Sabbath, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. And so Mm -hmm. like for a lot of Adventists, the only way to like participate in sports or in any sort of like extracurricular activities like... um, I don't know, Hosa or, or, you know, chess club or whatever is to, to go to an Adventist school, mm-hmm. which, um, which are all private schools. So exactly. Yeah. I mean, I went to, to the church school, um, for most of my elementary school years, like a one, one classroom school where everybody from like 
kindergarten to eighth grade was in the same class. The one there at mm-hmm. our church? You went to that one? Up till <laughs> fifth grade. Yeah. And then I went to to public school um, when I started middle school. Mm. And then I stayed in the public school system all the way till till I finished hi- till I graduated high school. But then once I was graduated, my parents mm-hmm. would only send me to an Adventist school because those schools they like mm-hmm. um, enforce um, like strict curfews. Like you, they keep the the boys separated from the girls at all times. They um, like in, in dorm wise, you know, so no no coed dorms. Mm-hmm. They. Um, you know, they like check on you to make sure you're like in in your dorm <laughs> like at a certain time every night. Are you serious? Yeah, did you not oh know that? Oh god. Yeah. I did not know that. So, yeah, imagine like uh trying mushrooms for the first time in like a an environment like that. Oh, yeah. No. And um so yeah, like uh, after high school, like the only the only colleges I ever went to were Adventist colleges, where everything was strictly controlled. Mm-hmm. The cafeterias didn't uh, serve any meat. <laughs> In the case <laughs> of uh, PUC, like not even like the local grocery market sold any meat. You had to like have like a car and like oh, wow. drive, um, like to to Napa nearby to get. Uh, mm-hmm to get grow like uh you know to just like have a burger <laughs> basically like even our diet like i remember i grew up vegetarian like we weren't vegan or anything but we were vegetarian for a long time and i t- <laughs> i remember like i'd have to like dodge certain foods like they were going to give me allergies or something you know or you couldn't eat outside <laughs> your home because you know right it's right a sin. like we would go to I w- we would go to like public school and uh, have to like avoid eating like pepperoni mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. or take our own lunch because even if it's a cheese pizza you don't know what the dough's made with and right exactly <laughs> oh goodness yeah that was a trip in itself and it I remember okay like. I don't know if it if I did it consciously or not. I'm not sure, but um, even after I started eating meat, like in my teens, it was only like uh, certain types of chicken and um, beef, and not just like all the beef. It was like just certain parts of the cow, and um, that was it. Like we didn't eat. Like, oh yeah, we stuff. had to always but, like um, order our, remember- our meat like well done <laughs> because eating because. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know, my parents believed that uh, that if like the meat was red, that meant like it had blood in it. And uh, that was also unclean yeah. as, per, as per <laughs> Levitical law. I remember we also have, couldn't eat um, like the fat off of any any of the meat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Which I love now. I love yeah. grilling the fat. <laughs> Um, and I eat my steaks medium rare. <laughs> my parents still um, won't like buy seafood or like go to a, like a normal seafood restaurant ever. Okay, I grew up believing I was allergic to shrimp. My whole life, dude. 
like I'd always be like oh well could I try that and mom would be like no 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 that's unclean but even if you try it you know you are allergic so I'd be like oh okay you know so I never touched it and it wasn't until like maybe three four years ago that I had coconut shrimp and I panicked like I went into a panic because I was like oh my god I'm allergic to this blah 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 and Are I was telling me your mom lied to you your entire <laughs> life about you being allergic yeah. to something. You're like yeah. freaking bubble boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yes. I I feel like I lived in a freaking bubble, dude. Jeez. It was Yeah, it was sad. And I mean, even now I have nothing against vegan or vegetarian food. I still eat it because I love it and I grew up eating it like you know, I have nothing against it, but I still wouldn't give up meat. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I don't go out of my way to eat pork, but if it's served to me or like family's making it, like my fiance's family here eats a lot of it, like I'll eat it. But like I, I know before I'd be like, oh, I can't, I can't eat that. But <laughs> and now it's like, mm, you know, it's not so bad. <laughs> Bacon though, oh my Dude, god, bacon! Carnitas, I love bacon. <laughs> <Yes>. carnitas, chicharrones, <laughs> freaking uh, carne al pastor. Yeah. Um, oh, see, no? I don't like carne al pastor. Oh no, I do not. But yeah, it's it's difficult to yeah. to live in Mexico Just and has like not flavor. eat pork. At least for me, because I used to like yeah. eat a lot of. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of street food, you know, because like I'd work a lot and commute a lot, and I'd only have mm-hmm. time to like, uh, to like grab something quick, like, you know, in between, like, like uh, on my way home yeah. or on my way to work. And yeah, there aren't mm-hmm. like a lot of like uh, <laughs> super healthy or like vegetarian or non-pork options, really. Mm-hmm. Even though, like if you go to like a taco stand and you yeah. order something and you order something that's like beef, you know, specifically beef, like suadero. Like, mm-hmm. that's all, like, cooked in the same grease as, like, all the fucking, like, uh, longanisa uh, and everything else. So. Not just that, like, pork is also, yes, like, the cheapest exactly. meat. exactly. To eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, beef is way, way more expensive in, in Mexico. You can tell just by, like, uh, how, like, in, in Mexico City, a lot of the, the hamburger patties are, like, thinner, <laughs> are, like, super thin. They're, like, they're like the mm-hmm. same like width as like a slice of ham basically mm-hmm. because uh beef is just way more expensive over there well i can yeah. imagine which is, why which is why they always have those jokes about the street tacos being <laughs> like cat or dog meat or whatever yeah i mean I, I don't know if it's true or not but i always know that um like when i used to go to matamoros the little carts on the side of the road i don't know what they put in their meat but it just tastes different and it's <laughs> delicious so i mean i'm sorry if i ate a dog or a cat but that's yeah. i mean i've heard <laughs> stuff like that about the freaking taco palenque in brownsville that like somebody once saw mm. like uh somebody like drag a like a dead cat that was hit by a by a car on the road into the kitchen oh my god well i mean i mean there's like the health inspections and all that stuff so i would think it'd be a little bit harder to do in brownsville versus just a little street car on the side of the road everybody in brownsville is fucking corrupt 
It, it, yeah, that too. Well, didn't didn't that what was was he like a mayor or what was it the fajita guy that did fraud buying so many fajitas like millions uh, of dollars worth? I don't remember, but no, I, I don't know news. what you're talking about. I'm not aware of this. Yeah, it it was it was like he was an elected official and he had um he had ordered like million like throughout his career like millions of dollars worth of fajitas and either he would sell it on the side and pocket oh, the like money or something like that. Oh, like he used public funds to like fund this like private business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, how do you get millions of dollars worth? You know, like how long was this going on? Yeah, that's like crazy yeah it's just funny but um yeah so this podcast was supposed to be well, about, supposed to be about the the midnight gospel which is a show religion. that is also about yeah. a guy who, re- who interviews people but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean marx said but, um, that religion is the opiate of the masses so i think it all ties in together yeah, there we go. <laughs> so the real purpose of this podcast yeah. is to initiate a communist yep. revolution. We did a full circle, mm-hmm. did a full circle guys. Yep. A little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to what? Uh, just wrap it up around there. This is, I think. Um. Sure. Sure, but you need to keep watching the show. Um, the second one, I think they talk about death and how you feel about people dying around you, and I think that's a really good oh show no. too. I mean, episode. So, so are we gonna keep recording this mm-hmm. about uh, about the midnight gospel? Yeah, yeah, but um, I think what we should do is like you are now watching the episodes. It's been a while for me. So I think I should like watch the episode when you watch it, and then we can just come back and talk about it. So it's okay. like fresh on my mind. Well, we can. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up the episode, and we can talk about details right now. Um, yeah. So, where <laughs> okay. do you want people to to find you, uh, or do you want people to find you? No, I do not want to be found. <laughs> I will hide in my closet. Hello? Hello? Yes, can you hear me? Hello? Oh, okay, I think my, yeah, my I mic just got disconnected briefly. Alright, oh, so... <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, for now, I just want to be mm-hmm. mysterious. You know? I guess, um, <laughs> I guess uh, what you guys should do is if you have any complaints, um, send them to at zero, the winged knight on Twitter and <laughs> and he will personally you know reply mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to to each and every one of your complaints and concerns but yeah um, let us know what you think uh, uh, about drugs and religion I guess everybody's probably a lot of people have probably have crazy stories about about uh, drug trips like being on acid or shrooms and whatnot or even ecstasy oh yeah way better stories than ours i mean i i feel like we didn't even 
have that many stories because we weren't like well i i have a lot more drug related stories (laughs) that (gasps) that don't involve you You (laughs) well you should have well we ended up talking about religion somehow so that's okay i think i think it was all good but um yeah i guess this is um this has been the next episode, <laughs> the second episode of the of the Outpost, mm-hmm. a podcast where we just talk about whatever the fuck, I guess, depending on when uh, when it's being recorded yeah. and with whom it's being recorded. Yep, yeah, sometimes it's about Black destroyed. Widow and, and Loki, and sometimes it's about fucking Midnight Gospel and religion. And yeah, yeah, and drug trips and, uh, <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Rainbow puking. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, especially if you got to the end. And hopefully, we will get to talk to you again sometime soon. Bye bye. All right. And stop. Wait, wait. Okay. Button.